Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome episode of You Got This with your hosts Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries. And this is season two, episode 12. We're halfway through our season here. And uh, it's all about season of discovery. And this particular episode is entitled Discover Hope When You Feel Hopeless. And I'm sure we all felt hopeless at one, one or two times in our lifetime, probably more or less here lately. But uh, yeah, we're going to have a great discussion about this and different examples of uh, offering hope when you do feel hopeless because God gives us that hope when we need it the most. Yes. So, have you been on a long road? Have you been in a trial that seems never ending and you don't understand why? Well, uh, I'm going to give you an example of that. Sometimes the answer is right in front of us and we just don't see it. This is uh, this particular episode is, is based on John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. If you have your Bibles, you can follow along with me. Some time later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now, there is in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which in uh, Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here is a great number of disabled people used to lay, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the waters, for an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever was there first, after the stirring up of the waters, stepped in, was made well from whatever disease with which he was affected. Afflicted. One of the one of uh, who was there had been an invalid for thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me in the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, mat and walk. At once the man was cured, and he picked up his mat and walked. Right in front of him. The answer was right there. And he was full of excuses. Maybe you're blind to what's already in front of you for your answers and you're just not seeing it. But it's right there in front of you. But instead, things keep coming along and you keep making excuses. I used to get very bad migraines when I got sinus problems and sometimes I still do. And when I did, I usually get what you call an aura. A film like sub covers my eyes and I, I would see like stars in front of my eyes and this was a symptom you know or a sign that I was about to get a very bad migraine. The signs can be very different from one person to another. Uh, I could see in full daylight and yet I couldn't see. Have you ever been in that spot where you think God is just not sending you answers and he's not sending you encouragement. Have you ever been in that spot and you're just not seeing? 
I think most of us can answer that with uh, uh, an astounding yes. See, I went through the same thing about five years ago before I met my lovely wife. I was living in Florida. I, do, I developed a terrible, terrible migraine headaches. And I was looking everywhere for a cure. And the only place I wasn't looking at was Jesus. And uh, he helped me out. My grandmother sat me down one day and gave me a good heart-to-heart talk and opened my eyes to things I just wasn't seeing. And I, my faith in humanity and my faith in God was restored. And now I'm living a great life with my lovely wife here in Texas. And uh, we're running this podcast now. It's unbelievable. So it's uh, one thing leads to another. And you just got to uh, look in the right direction. Look at what's right there in front of you. And sometimes as men or as people, we can't see what's literally right in front of our noses. Yes, hopelessness, it can set in when you're not seeing and you're not seeing what's right in front of you like the man in that verse. Uh, you can be in a room in a spirit-filled people with the Holy Spirit overflowing to all around and there are spots in your spirit that you kept a glimpse here and there of God's presence from the overflow and yet there's blind spots in your spirit and they keep you bound by hopelessness. That's what the story is about. The man was right there and he'd been waiting for 38 years. We as children of God and baptized in the Holy Spirit should take the Spirit of God with us everywhere we go. But in church especially where we meet all together, the Holy Spirit should be overflowing and no one should leave just as bound as when they came in. But yet we do. Why is that? Just as in the story above, there was many there with illnesses that needed to be healed. Jesus had his own time in which, has his own time in which our healing comes. Sometimes it's immediate and sometimes, sometimes it's a process. But are you seeing? Are you truly seeing the hope that God gives in front of you from one person to a next that's given you a word? Or maybe it's a sign. Or maybe you keep hearing of a job opening that's open, but yet you keep passing it by. God isn't always, hey, this is your sign from God to you. No, he didn't always speak that way. But he does give you signs and he does give you encouragement. And... And we have to pray to God if we can't see it because he gives us hope. He gives us hope through his word. He gives us hope through the people he speaks to and through us in our lives. He gives us hope by the encouragement we hear when we listen to the word on Sundays. Are you blind to what's right in front of you? And that reminds me of a story my husband told me of some different signs that this man was looking for for deliverance. And he kept sending one thing after another. And and yet he didn't get it. I think it was something like a boat, a ship, and a raft. You remember that oh, story? Yeah. That's an old, old fable from back in the 1990s, probably even older than that. You see, uh, in this town, this guy, there's a big, massive flood. And every, uh, he was visited by three different people from a FEMA. Or, or, or emergency services. They came out in a boat. Or they came out in a canoe. And they said, uh, no, no, God's going to help me. God's going to help me. God's going to help me. And he's sitting out and he's 
uh, sitting out his bedroom window at that time. Then as the floodwaters rise, another boat comes, a big old boat. And he's like, no, no, God's going to save me. God's going to save me. Then a Marine Corps boat shows up when he's sitting on top of his chimney after that. And he's like, you need help? Like, no, no, God's going to save me. God's going to save me. And in the end, he dies. He, he gets flooded and he drowns. He goes into heaven and God, and he said, God, I thought you were going to help me. He's like, well, geez, I, I sent three people after you and you still didn't come. What else was I supposed to do? See, God only, uh, only can help you only when you're looking, only when you uh, ask him for it. But you got to be open to, he's not going to come out of the sky in person to save you. He's going to get people in his path, in your path to help you. But you got to be open and you got to have your eyes open to see the different people that God has working for him to help you. Yes, and just like healing, or healing maybe instantly. And I've seen many and many people and friends, in fact, who've been healed instantly and miraculously. But then sometimes he gives us wisdom. So sometimes his healing is through a doctor. And sometimes it's a process of healing. And it's just like in this story in Mark 8, 22 through 26, it says, they came to Bethsaida and some people brought a blind man and, and, and begged Jesus to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. And when he had spit on the man's eyes and he put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened and his sight was restored. And he saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him home saying, don't go into the village. Sometimes it's a process. Don't put God in a box and limit the way your answered prayers come. Mm -hmm. Because if he promised you, it will happen. But you can't snap your fingers and expect God to do it in his time. There is a reason for everything. So whether it's immediate or whether it's a process, we should never lose hope. Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So after dying for us, and all that he did on the cross for us. So why do we still doubt him? Psalm 145, 13 says, The Lord is faithful to all of his promises and loving toward all he has made. Exactly right. And I could have put it better myself. And we're going to continue on here with this other point. The man, the man could have become distracted by all the people. When we come to worship the Lord, our focus should be on Him and not anyone else. What they wear, how they how they full, how full of the Spirit they are, where they are sitting, or what they are doing. When we come to learn more, to hear the, a word from God, and to worship Him, that is where our focus should be. Exactly. And I can't tell you how many times we, uh, my wife and I, have been to church, and there's somebody in the audience, and we. It, we just come to notice, and they're doing everything but what they should be doing, which is listening to word or, or uh, listening to worship music. Or they're always doing something to distract, from, distract the attention away from where it should be, which is worshiping God, and putting the their uh, their notice on them. Uh, and it's so distracting; it's really disheartening because you're supposed to be there to worship God. Not playing with your cell phone, not doing a video game or whatever it may be, you're there to worship God, and yet they become they the whole entire day becomes about them. They're doing it. They know they're doing it, 
and it's really disheartening. Yeah, so um, what is distracting you from trusting God? Is it your worries? Is it maybe you believe that he can, but you don't know if he will? Are you distracted by what others think of you? So, you know, I don't know if I can do this. God's leading me to do this, but I don't know if I can because I don't think I'm good enough. Or is it your doubts about maybe you're wanting a higher paying job, but then you're distracted by the victim mentality that, no, nah, I'm not good enough. I'm going to get it. Okay, there's so many distractions in our world that can distract us from what's right in front of us and the things that God is trying to lead us. Uh, or maybe it's distractions of where you think you should be, but that's not exactly where God wants you to be. Or maybe it's how quick you want your promises to or answered prayers to come about. What is causing you to take your eyes off of Jesus? Hebrews 12, verse 2 says, Let us fix our eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Yeah, exactly. And getting back to my wife's point about that, we were watching a TV show last night, one of these older TV shows called Without a Trace. It's with the main lead character who's a, an FBI agent. And he was working on a case where this one woman is so distracted by her body image, which deep down, it's not her body image, it's self-esteem. She's got so wrapped up in what outside physical appearance should be for attraction, she forgot what the, what uh, makes her beautiful in the inside. That, and that's another thing with, with people today. They're so afraid of what people might think of them. We should care less about what people think of us. Who do we want to be judged by? People? Or do we want to be judged by God and Jesus? That's the question. Me, I can care less what people think of me. If they don't like me, they don't have to be around me. I just know who loves me most is the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And, of course, my lovely wife. But we don't. We should not care. Oh my God, that guy's wearing Jordans. He should be wearing nothing else but Jordans. Like, who the hell cares about what shoes you wear, what clothes you have on? The only thing I should be worried about is what God thinks of me. Yeah. So there's many things that can distract us from the answers that is in front of us. We pray for hope, but God, why are you giving this person hope if you're not giving me any hope? The Lord says He hears your prayers and He answers them. So maybe our ears are stopped up because we're expecting, we're putting God in a box again and we're expecting it in a different way. Maybe he's tugging at your heart to pick up a devotional book that you've had sitting on your shelf and is collecting dust. And he keeps putting that in your mind. But nah, you just keep shoving it off and, you know, you just um, rather sit there and watch the news a little bit longer or, you know, uh, some home and garden channel show or raw wrestling which I, to me is perfectly fake i mean it is fake it's not real but that's another story um and so what is it that's sidetracking you what is it that's keeping you from keeping your eyes focused on jesus what is it what is it that's keeping you from seeing the answers and the hope that he got in front of you pull out your bible pull out those devotionals get 
alone with him. Get on your knees and pray. Listen to some praise music when you become distracted, when you start to feel hopeless. Because God says in Psalm 22, 3, that he inhabits the praises of his people. And so guess what? The enemy is not going to stick around and praise God with you. You are going to feel the peace of God after you start opening your mouth and just praising God. There's many things that you can praise him for the work he did on the cross already for dying for you, for giving you a home in heaven. And that is a set promise in him. God's gifts and his calling are irrevocable. There are things that you can praise him for. If you have a home, a roof over your head of any kind, you have something to praise him for. If you have at least one friend in your life, you have something to praise him for. If you have all your body parts functioning, you have something to praise him for. What are we taking for granted? And what is keeping our eyes off of Jesus? Are you keeping the main thing, the main thing? So he does give you hope. But are you seeing and are you listening when it's coming your way? Waiting so long, the man probably lost heart and he felt as if God had forgotten him. Nothing is further from the truth because he says, I will never fail you or forsake you. That is a promise. His presence goes with us everywhere we go because his Holy Spirit is in us. But sometimes it does take a while because God knows how to answer your prayers. He knows how to get you from point A to point B to point C. There's things that need to happen and there's character building that needs to happen along the way. You don't see it, but God knows the end. And he knows the finished product. Psalm 119, 169 says, I obey your precepts and your statutes, for all my ways are known to you. God knows our hearts. He knows what's in them. And he knows just the right time. There's, a, there's time for everything. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 says, There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. Exactly, the text said a bit of myself, but we're going to take a quick break here and play a song for you. The song is called Do It uh, Again, Do It Again by Elevation Worship. So we'll be right back right after the song. Still in your hands, 
guys welcome back we hope you enjoyed that song called do it again Elevation worship and we're going to get right back into the discussion of uh, uh episode is called discover hope when you feel hopeless i'm sorry i got a little tongue tied there people. <laughs> yes so one of the, the psalms that i love to remind people of is god knows what's in your heart he knows what you're going to say before you say it Psalm 139, he knows everything. So he promises to answer prayer. He promises to fulfill the desires of your heart. So instead of getting discouraged, which is what the enemy wants us to do, let's turn towards him and just start speaking out loud, I trust you, Jesus. Even if you have to say it several times, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That is Romans 10, 17. And so I, I do that. I get distracted sometimes and I'll start to lose hope because I'm not where I want to be yet. But then I start speaking out, I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. And that really helps. So why don't you read along with me? Psalm 139. Lord, you search me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hid me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you, for the night will shine like the day. For the darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you would slay the wicked, O God! Away from me, you bloodthirsty men! They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord, and abhor those who rise up against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. See, Jesus wants to fix all of you, not just that illness, not just that part of your body or your mind that you're not happy with or that needs healing. He wants 
to fix all of you. He wants to get rid of all those wrong perceptions and the roots behind some of the things and the problems that you have in your life. Yeah, so how come we're not letting him fix everything, fix the issues that are inside of us? We know what they are. All we got to do is pray and ask to help fix it. It's not going to be over that process. It's not going to be a weak process. We don't know how long that process is going to be because we don't know how deep down the problem or issue goes. But should we start somewhere and ask for help and ask for forgiveness and ask them to fix what is ailing us? No time at the present to do so. Yes. God wants to heal every part of you and he wants to grow you up in your spiritual character. He wants to get you spiritually mature along the way. And so there's going to be trials that's going to come along the way. But it doesn't mean he's not going to answer your prayers. It means he has faith in you. That should make you feel good. That he has faith in you that you can withstand the road. Because he will pull up every plant, every wheat in your heart that doesn't belong there. Matthew 15, 13 says, Every plant that my heavenly father is not planted will be pulled up by the roots. See, in Christ all these become new. Some things may take longer to heal than others. Some things have deeper roots, depending on how bad you've been hurt and how long it's gone on. But trust in his never-ending love to heal every part of you because it is promised. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Exactly. And Second uh, uh, Corinthians one twenty says, "For no matter how many promises God has made, there are yes in Christ, and so through Him the Amen is spoken by us for glory." God, isn't God an amazing, amazing uh, person or entity in this world? He created everything that uh, is about this world. Makes you wonder why He gave free will. Well, He gave us free will for a reason. For us to love him unconditionally, he did not want any uh, any attachments to that love because it's an unconditional love, which brings me to Psalm one hundred three one through five. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all my inmost being. Praise His glory, name. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I forgot not his, not all His benefits, who forgives all our sins. And heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so your youth is renewed like an eagle's. Isn't that a, just an amazing thought right there? The only thing he wants from us in return is our unconditional love. And yet we blame him for everything that goes wrong in our life. And yet he gives us our utmost desires. So why are we blaming him for things that go wrong? It's life. We live in a fallen world. You may ask why he created a fallen world. Well, you have to ask him that. You have to ask him why he created the fallen world. But we also got to know that this world is not our final resting place. It is a temporary thing that we're in. When we pass away, we'll either go to heaven or we'll go to hell. That's your decision to make. And yours and yours alone. Not God's. Yours. And the only way to get to heaven is by asking his forgiveness. Think about that. That's food for thought. Yes. Yeah, so 
we are re being renewed day by day and with each trial that comes our way. Trust in God and don't lose hope. You are going from glory to glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord. So we, have, so we mentioned when we first started this podcast, places that you can find hope in. You can find hope by your salvation that you're a child of God and that's promised and that you have an eternal home waiting in heaven and that can't be taken from you once you make that profession of faith. You have hope in the surroundings that you're in with the things that God has already blessed you with. You can find hope in his word if you read it continually. You can find hope in different devotionals. And if you don't have a devotional book, if you have a cell phone or the internet, you can find devotionals all over the web. You can find hope through your other Christian friends. You can find hope through your pastor. And through your, your your services that you go through, if you go on Wednesday night and Sunday, if you go, you know, even Sunday evening, you can find hope in so many places. Don't make excuses like the man in the initial story we read out of the Bible here. Don't make excuses and don't get distracted by your way of doing things the way you think it needs to be done. Don't get distracted by your maybe comfort level of not wanting to step out of your comfort zone. He want, and, and don't get distracted in the way you think it needs to happen as well. God want remember, God is going to answer your prayers, but maybe there's some things he wants to fix inside of you along the way. And maybe, just maybe, there is a passion that he wants to draw out of you through your road to get to where you're going. That he wants to bless you with another purpose and another blessing on top of that. So don't rush him in the process. And then don't let your blessing depend on others. Because if God is calling you to do something and he's providing Things along the way, like that, like that uh, tale, you know, that Donnie told earlier about the three different boats that God sent to this man, but yet he turned down each one of them. Pray and ask God to open your eyes and give you a peace upon the directions that he's given you. He said, I have no man to help. He kept waiting on somebody else. Well, maybe God is putting something in your heart for you to do that will lead to your answer prayer. And it can be taken longer than what you want to say, maybe because some of it is you're just not seeing. So your hope can be found in praying to God and getting honest with him as well. Exactly. The only thing we have to do is be honest with God and be honest with ourselves. It's not difficult. Just pray and Listen to God in his heart, and he'll come to you in your heart. He will give you a peace. He'll give you an energy like you never had before. And you'll know that's from him because you're going to feel something you never felt before. All we got to do is open-minded to everything that comes your way. And finally, we're going to, re uh, we're going to read uh, Matthew, oh, Mark, I'm sorry. Mark 11, 20, 22 to 26 about faith. 
have faith in God. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. If you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sin. And Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good for the proper time. We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. That is the thing. You can't give up. That's, that's what faith is all about. Believing in something and not giving up. And Because when you give up, guess what, people? You've already failed. You failed before you even begun because you gave up before you even tried. That is what happens sometimes in our dreams. We have the most ultimate desires. You pray about it, but you don't follow through with it. God only helps those who can help themselves. you got to put the work in, and God's going to do the rest. He's going to open doors for you. But you got to keep going in your dreams. So the main place you can find hope is just getting alone with God, fixing your eyes upon him. So where are your eyes fixed? If you're hopeless, if you're finding yourself hopeless, get alone with God and just do some soul searching. What is your eyes fixed on? What are you concentrating on most of the time? If you really are honest with yourself and write a list of everything that's got your mind working overtime in worry, it's probably a lot of negative stuff. And that's what's wrong right there. That's what's causing you to lose hope. So why don't you fill the other side of that page with what God has already blessed you with? Why should he give you more to complain about? So instead, start thanking him for the things that you already have. Find your hope in Jesus because he is the one that will never leave you or forsake you. He is your mediator and he lives to intercede for you. That's why he came and died on the cross for you, his unconditional love. And even if you're finding yourself hopeless because you've turned aside to believing some of the lies of the enemy that I'll never and I'm not gonna, well, guess what? He's right there to hold you tight and say, I love you. So just shake those feelings off and say, Satan, get thee behind me. That I am enough. I am saved. I am loved. I am blessed and highly favored. I am the head and not the tail. I am set free. I will obtain the answer to my prayers. God will answer them. He will fulfill his purpose for me. And he will give me the desires of his heart, of my heart. That is in Psalm 37, 4. He will answer. There's so many I wills and I ams for you to profess found in the Bible. Start reading them. That's where you can find your hope, people. And you know what? If you found yourself in that negative rut, guess what? Shake it off. God's mercies are new every morning. He says, 
He will forgive you your sins if you confess them. And he says he will remember them no more, like they never even happened. And you get right back up off the, on the path that you're at, and you keep going forward. He didn't make you go back to the beginning. He pick up right where you left off, and you keep going. Find that peace. Start being content in the place that you are in, and start thanking God for what you already have. Get in his presence. There's joy in his presence. Do not depend on anyone else to give you your joy but God, but the Lord Jesus Christ, because in him there is fullness of life. Just seek and ask him and find your peace in him. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me, John 14, 6. And Acts 2, 28 says, you have made known to me the paths of life. You fill me with joy in your presence. People, just trust him. That's your answers. I hope you've enjoyed this, and I hope that you will listen back the, uh, next week for another great episode. And look on our website at yournewlifeministries.org. And for all the upcoming books and uh, all the new ones that's just been released and the new blogs. And don't forget to check out Donnie's Straight Talk for Men. Uh, it's right there on our podcast page. And hey, even on the homepage and read our story and how we began, how we met. That was a gift from God in itself. Um, and I'd like to close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for all our listeners out there. And Lord, I ask you to touch each and every one of them that's listening that needs healing, that needs hope, Lord, that needs an answered prayer. You know what's on their heart and you know what they need. And I ask that you provide and lift them up right now, that one listening that needs it. And I ask you to bless them, protect them, provide for them and keep them in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah, so don't forget, always remember, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. And don't forget to check out our website, yournewlifeministries.org. It has everything you need and what you're looking for from our contact us page for prayer requests to our personal author books and our podcasts. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page, Your New Life Ministries LLC on Facebook. Also, we're on Instagram and YouTube. All right, talk back to you later, guys. Bye-bye.